0: Welcome to Dan Malloy's Personal Power Podcast. Get ready to up your communication and commitment game. Hear from those who have succeeded using Dan's program. And now, here's Dan Malloy.
1: Boom! Don't you love that music? And Billy did that. He's, he's our producer. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that is great
0: music, Dan. That isn't it? Gets your attention for sure. <laughs>
1: gets you going. But anyway, I'm thrilled to be here today. This is uh, Uncle Dan Malloy in our studios here in Park Ridge, New Jersey, bringing another podcast to you. I have a wonderful guest today, Mr. Bob Kazmerzak. Don't try and spell it, okay? But you can say it. It's easy to say Kazmerzak And Bob, Bob, what is your title?
0: So Dan, my title is uh, director of approved auto repair and uh, the uh, contract service network uh, for AAA Club Alliance. I oversee approved auto repair for the whole club and the contract service network for our Great Plains and Central region.
1: Okay, right, so you got a night, a big job with the with AAA now, and uh, actually, Bob and I. I uh, used to work together. We ran uh, when we both were with uh, the ProCare organization 20 years ago. And together we ran, uh, what, what, what do we have, like seven or eight stores in the Toledo market. And um, we had a lot mm-hmm. of fun yeah. working together. And then we, we, I started a Malloy sales development group. And Bob started working with uh, AAA. And uh, we've kept in touch over the years. And so he had me enthralled last week. We were talking, having a discussion and uh, uh, about technology in, in vehicles. and I, I did just a cursory lookup because I'm in the market for a, a, a new via, a new car, right? You have to have two cars and I wanted, told Doreen mm-hmm. I was going to get her something. then you kind of were freaking me out about the, the technology <laughs> in some of the vehicles. So just in a cursory lookup, here's some of the terms I, I uncovered, right? Intelligent mobility. Of course, we so we know about self-driving cars. We've heard about that. Of course, backup cameras. That's easy. Cruise control that adjusts to the to the speed of the car in front of you. Limited slip differentials. Magnetic adaptive suspension. <laughs> then you got all the other stuff like lane alerts, auto braking, and now this latest one I was just looking at: biometrics. Inside the car that – so the car knows what your heart rate is and your breathing patterns are. I don't know what it's going to do with that information. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure this is the tip of a big iceberg (laughs) because you're an expert in this stuff. uh So I would like – I really – here's a question. For the next 15, 20 minutes, I'd just like you to just do a a, – educate. Pretend – you know, I'm, I'm a neophyte. I don't know anything about this stuff but I have to go out and buy a car. What do I need to know? What do I have to be careful of? What's coming? You know, that's the question I pose to you. Could sure.
0: Well, Dan, thanks. And it's, uh, you know, it's really an important topic today because, um, you know, what what I find, so we have in our program roughly, you know, 500 approved auto repair shops. And over the year um, and over the years, I have an opportunity to visit with, you know, shop owners um, across our footprint, and um, you know, also then work on a national level to, to understand, you know, really what's happening in the industry, and um, you know, one of the issues uh, as uh, you know, and we were working back in the day at uh, at ProCare together, and myself as a, a shop manager, um, you know, one of the issues that that always. Uh, drove me crazy was the fact that we didn't have the opportunity to get access to new um, new technology as it came out on a car, at least in a timely fashion. It came uh-huh. eventually, but yep. it didn't come right away, you know? So um, what happened is, uh, you know, the uh, uh, talk about autonomous vehicles and and so on really started back in like uh, 2015, 2016 and even before that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'd had the opportunity to do some work with, uh, Delphi. And then, um, I, I also sit on a team at our, our AAA national office that's, uh, called the automotive engineering team. And, uh, we literally look at, you know, what's coming and what do we need to keep our shops and consumers up on so that they can be prepared, you know, for what's coming in the future. And, um, so let me start, just start with there's five um, or six rather uh, stages of autonomy. Mm-hmm. So starting with level zero, so there's no automation, right? Okay. What we're used to basically. Right. That's what the driver performs all tasks.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: then there's number one, which is, uh, or level one, which is, you know, the vehicle is controlled by the driver. But some driving assist features may be included in the vehicle design uh, those would be things like you know your backup cameras and your uh, you know maybe the warning light in your mirror when're you're, when you're going to change lanes if somebody's there that kind of thing that's level one um, that's level one
1: Well I have a 2010 um, Subaru outback and I love the car but it has none of this stuff it doesn't have a yeah, backup exactly. camera and, and it's only it's not that old I mean it's in great shape but it doesn't have anything.
0: Yeah, right. And and that's you know so and like I said, you started seeing these things happen you know in some higher end cars back in like even as early as 2013 and uh, and so on. And then you know they started adding more features as time went on. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they've been in development for quite a while. And then we get into level two, which is partial automation, where a vehicle has combined automated functions. Uh, like acceleration and steering, but the driver must always remain vigilant and engaged um, in the driving task and monitor the environment at all times. Um, And that's kind of where we are today. And well, let me go to the other levels. So then there's level three where there's conditional automation uh, where a driver is a necessity but isn't required to monitor the environment. So the driver (laughs) has to be ready to take control at all times and then when we get into level four that's high automation so that's a vehicle capable of performing all driving functions under certain conditions the driver may have the option to control and then we get into five level five which is full automation where the driver literally you get in the car and there's no steering wheel no nothing It you get in and you go you know <laughs> um
1: how do you know, so, you know <laughs> no, hey wait wait a minute wait a minute if I want to come up here to see Billy at the studio and I hop in my car has no steering wheel how do I how do I get here <laughs> it's so a serious address, question you know
0: and and it takes you
1: oh I, I get it. I just have <laughs> you know, to punch that's... in his address
0: yeah hey. you put in the address and what will happen is the vehicle um, eventually it won't do it today but it will take you there um and,
1: or maybe I could you know, just say, maybe I could just get in and say, take me to Bills.
0: Or you might be able to do that if, if he's yeah. like, uh, on your contact list, right? Right. Or he's on my contact so, list. Um, it's
1: controlled by yeah, Google. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's controlled by Google, yeah. my Google address book. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's right. That's right. You know, and it, it, I think what's important, Dan, is for us to understand where we are today. So, you know, we have, uh, vehicles today that have the capability on expressways i want to stress that on expressways to be level three which means that a driver must remain vigilant and ready to take control yes um but for the most part they will they will do the job you know and a good example of that is the uh, cadillac supercruise for example um you know that vehicle will pretty much uh handle the highway on its own, but you always have to be vigilant. And I'll always keep stressing that because we are certainly not in an age of autonomy yet, but we're getting there.
1: Yeah. I remember um, the first time I was that, driving <laughs> and I had a rental car. This was in the past year, to maybe two years ago. And, um, I think I was in Oklahoma somewhere. And, uh, all of a sudden the car started just taking over, you know, like braking and accelerating and everything. I'm going, I was like freaking out at first. Then I realized what was happening, but they didn't tell me that when I rented the vehicle, you know, it was funny.
0: Right. Right. And that, and that's the, and, and what we had experienced is that's, that's what a lot of people were, were saying is like, (laughs) you know, uh, one of my bosses, I remember he was telling me that, um, uh, his wife got a new vehicle. And he got in it and turned on all of the features. He knew what they were. She was driving it down the road, and she came back home, and she said, you know, something's wrong with the car. The steering wheel's vibrating and all this stuff. Well, you know, the steering wheel will vibrate if you don't turn the turn signal on to switch lanes.
1: Oh, and really? that's what was happening. Oh, uh, <laughs> that was, that's funny.
0: Yeah. So that, that was her lane keep assist, for example. And you talked about the adaptive cruise. Um, and that's where the car will break and speed up when you're on the expressway. Um, you know, it, it's a really nice feature because you really don't have to worry about, you know, uh, uh, getting too close to someone or, and, it, and if people would allow for it to work, who do have it, you know, you're going to really work to eliminate traffic jams you know because yes. that's really what the systems are are designed to do um but we do want to stress that drivers have to be vigilant today there and learn to um utilize you know the tools that they have in the car and and we're talking about things like um you know radar and lidar and um, what's
1: lidar and, uh, i've saw that term concerts. what's lidar
0: so I'm I'm not the engineer, Dan. So I'll give you the best <laughs> I can. It's a it's a it. Let me just say that lidar is more powerful or and and works in different situations than radar, and that's why they're combined. So radar has function, lidar has function. Um, so um, and what I do know though is that it helps when um, weather conditions aren't the best uh, or visibility is not the best. Um, so that's what LiDAR does. Um, so so it's similar to, it ra-
1: is, similar to radar, know, but yeah. like I
0: said, I'm not the engineer.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. But, um, you know, I think that, uh, and, and I've had the opportunity to drive cars with the technology and, you know, like you, the first time I did it, uh, it, uh, it was nerve wracking, you know? Yes. But once I realized that the car, the car was breaking, um, and it was uh, following the road the way that it should. You know, I was truly amazed. And, and um, you know, so I started to dig into a little bit more. Uh, what is it that we need to understand in the repair shop, right? As, yeah, this is my next
1: question. Stuff. Correct. What is it? What do the repair shops, how do they, what do they have to know? How do you fix a car if you buy one of these cars and say it's out of warranty and then you've got to get something fixed? What then?
0: You're exactly right and and you know the issue is that, as I walked as and I would ask a simple question when I was visiting shops is I would say if uh and it, we'd be having conversation much like you and I are right now, and I'd say, hey, if my aid ask broke, um, could you fix it and a lot of times what I would get is kind of the deer in the headlights look, it'd be like, you know what are you what are you talking about?" Um, and then I would explain, you know, my lane keep assist, my automatic braking, my, uh, you know, my self park, my, um, system, right, right. my ultrasonic center sensors, yeah. you know, if that stuff broke, can you fix it? And, and the answer a lot of times is no. And, um, you know, I, I don't think that first we should, we should know what it is, uh, as the repair pro- professionals. And second, um, we need to be able to let our customers be confident in the fact that we know what it is, because um, I think really the last thing you want to do is send a customer away to another shop, uh, and risk not having them come back.
1: No, absolutely. Uh, so isn't aren't you, know, you in, with AAA? Aren't you in a big push to educate everybody, consumers and also the the, the shop owners in your network, the AAR? Triple A shops.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that question, Dan. And and we are. And there's there's two things that we're doing. Um, our club, AAA Club Alliance, um, uh, in conjunction with our public relations team, um, and I will say, the University of Toledo uh, developed a series called um, "Technology Takes the Wheel." Um, and cool. you know, we didn't yeah. we didn't know what what would happen with this, right? It, it wasn't, it was intended to be a one-time deal. Uh, we were doing a, um, uh, uh, a thing with the university where we were talking about, um, you know, autonomous vehicles and ADAS. And, um, it ended up that we've now done, you know, eight different sessions, um, uh, with the university of Toledo and, um, and then what's happened is other colleges across the country started to want to promote, you know, our program and adopt it because it's it's focused on educating the consumer, um, and then bringing together the engineers, the technicians, the law enforcement folks, the you know the fire departments, the students, anybody that's going to be involved in this technology moving forward, and also Dan. I think as you've worked in the industry, you understand that some shop owners have an issue or a hard time hiring technicians. Yes. Um, and, you know, it's really because of a lack of in- interest in the industry. Well, what we're doing is it, we have we have a group of students that come to all of our technology takes the wheel events. These are uh, students that are fifth grade all the way through 12th. Oh, really? And they're, they're STEM students. Yeah. And these students are learning that hey, you know, there's. And so uh, we want to uh, we want to continue to promote it, you know, in that in that light. But the other thing that we've been able to do is educate the public and and make it so that people when they get in that car, they're going to be like, oh, that's what those folks at AAA were talking about.
1: You yes, know, right. Um, so it's not uh, so. It's not not, not it, a rude doing that. not a rude awakening when you. <laughs> At least you know something about it. Do you think there's ever going to be yeah, a time? Do you think there's going to be that time when there is a 100% self-drive automobile sitting in your driveway? Is that going to come soon?
0: I do, and I don't know how soon, Dan. Um, you know, the first estimate, you know, when we first started uh, down this track was, um, you know, like 2050. Um I will tell you that it's down to somewhere between 2025
1: and 2035. Really? Wow. Um,
0: okay. For, yeah, for us to be fully autonomous and, you know, in the roadways, like, um, I just read an article, uh, this week, for example, that Ohio is, is, uh, testing, um, you know, fully autonomous trucks. You know, there, there's, there's a, a person sitting in the driver's seat. Um, uh, he's not doing anything. Um, you know, he's just there in case of emergency, basically.
1: Right. That could be very um, efi- efficient on uh long distance type of trucking operations, you know, uh, cross country and stuff like that. Right.
0: Exactly. And, and so I, I do believe that in our, you know, we're going to see it in our lifetime. Um, and, you know, it, it's something too, that shops have to be kind of prepared for. And that's oh, that yeah. the next thing that, uh, you know, was, uh, we are our second part of the question you ask, and on, what we did is we continued to go through this tech takes the wheel program, as we realized that technicians weren't being, didn't have the opportunity to gain the knowledge they needed about these systems. So we, uh, in conjunction with Delphi, uh, developed a a AAA technician training course. Um, the, uh, I'm going to plug it here for a second. It's, uh, a-a-a-tech-training.com. Um, and anyone can go there and take the courses to learn about ADAS. And, uh, our first course is an introductory introductory course for the entire shop, service manager and technicians, um, nice. and service writer. Yeah. And Anybody, it, any, hold yeah, on then one then second. Anybody can
1: go or only triple A dealers.
0: No, anybody, anybody can go really, Um, Wow! you know, and if you're, yeah. And if you're affiliated, you know, with AAA, um, if you call your territory manager, um, you know, there may be a discount code available. So, you know, I would recommend to do that if you are an AAR shop. Mm -hmm. Um, but if not anybody can go to the site and anybody can, can register and, and take the courses that are available. Um, by the end of the year, we'll have five courses uh, uh, online. Nice. Uh, we have two that are two that are available today. The first is the um, uh, the initial ADAS course, which uh, which is an introductory to ADAS and and the technology, and then gets into some uh, preliminary diagnostic pieces.
1: I have to I have a, to ask a, a you, DC. what does ADAS, okay. ADAS stand for?
0: So ADAS stands for, um, oh, Automated Driver Assist. Okay. Or Advanced, I'm sorry, uh, uh, they changed it now. It's Advanced Driver Assist Systems. That's okay. what it is. That's the official title now.
1: Advanced Driver Assist Systems. Advanced. Okay. Got it. Makes yep, sense. Advanced
0: Driver Assist Systems.
1: Makes sense. Yeah. Yep.
0: And, and that encompasses all the things that we were talking about, you know, the lane keep assist, the... Um, you know, the radar, the LIDAR, the, um, you know, uh, the adaptive cruise control, the automatic braking. Um, and we are going to get into, in this, uh, we're also going to get into hybrid and, uh, because it's becoming more and more common, um, hybrid and electric vehicles. So well. let me ask you,
1: let me ask you a qu- um, I got another, another impo- I think could be an interesting question for you if you know this. So you look at this. Car, you know that one uh, well, 2021 model, right? We're in the, that year. Um, mm-hmm. Is there one computer controlling everything, or is it a whole series no. of different computers?
0: It is a series of computers that are are controlling everything. Like you talked about um, the car that has the biometrics, for example. Um, there's a computer for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a, a good way to put it Dan is that the um, that 2021 car of today has more computers than the Apollo spaceship had on it
1: I'm sure my watch <laughs> this, my watch right now is communicating with the big bird in the sky and it measures my heart rate and my, how many anyways mm-hmm. yeah I know it's it's uh, it's crazy so you got all these different computers. So, really, the technicians to diagnose something like this—is it getting easier or more difficult, or is just you got to have the right tools? What are your What are your thoughts? So, I'm going to
0: say that it's uh, um, so it's different. Let me let me say it that way: it's different and a little bit scary um, at first, right? Because you're dealing with a vehicle uh, that has technology in it that. Uh, as a technician you may not be familiar with right Um, right sure and so that's and that's really what we want to do is familiarize technicians with it because once they understand it and they understand how to diagnose it right diagnosing the electrical system on an ADAS car is different than the way you diagnose an electrical system on a car without and and there may be different reasons for that it might be the kind of cabling that was used uh or uh it may be that it has fiber optics, um, you know. So there's a lot of different reasons for why it's different. Um, and we do cover those things in the course. Is there um, anywhere where, and, where a
1: technician can go, like there's Identifix and there's other services like that out there, where if they're all of a sudden they get into something and they realize they're in over their head, can they call somebody and find out?
0: You know, there is, and I, I do believe that um, – you know, Identifix will be able to help. And, and the other thing, Dan, is that there are, um, and that's the message we want to get out to shops is don't turn these customers away. You know, these, these customers are the future of your business. Um, so, you know, for a shop to be able to do calibration, let's say on a, on an ass car, you know, they need a 22 foot bay with, um, with you know, uh, all the cameras and mirrors and everything that you need to have and the and the targets, if you will, that you need to have to be able to do it. Um, Say that again. Hold on.
1: Hold services. on. Because this is one of the things you freaked me out about last week. By, by the way, how are you doing on time right now? Are you okay?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. You're
1: good? So explain this to, to everybody because we talked about it a little bit last week when I got excited about this whole topic of conversation. To, to really to to calibrate, if that's the right word, a vehicle that's in the shop. Describe what that looks like now on these new vehicles that have all the sensors going out in all directions on the vehicle. I think
0: the best way for me to describe it is so understand that you know, when a vehicle comes from the factory, all of the um, all of the sensors that I'm using, quote unquote, are calibrated, right? So it's. Um, All the computers are working together. Everything is calibrated the way that it should be. But imagine, Dan, that if you, and this is why this is important for shops to understand, because eventually there's going to be a liability piece involved. Um, And what I mean by that is that if a sensor comes out of calibration by one degree, um, uh, it could be the difference of a vehicle recognizing if somebody is in the sidewalk or in the road uh so let's say that somebody's standing on the sidewalk for example um and a 1 degree variance at 205 meters puts that person who's standing on the sidewalk in the road and what will happen is the car will stop or, or because it thinks somebody's there or yeah. it may suddenly swerve to miss uh, them and hit something else you know uh something like that or or cause an accident for example because people won't know why that car is stopping. Um so the idea is that when we're in the shop we have to really think about that. So most there's a lot of sensors in the bumper area of the car now. Think about what we do when a car doesn't start and we go to get it in the shop. What do we do? We push it in. Well, when we push it in did we did we move that sensor 1 degree? Hmm. Um so, you know the uh, uh, and the reality is is that a lot of shops may not have the capability or a twenty two foot bay to be able to do calibration. The good news is that there are mobile mobile facilities out there that can come and do it for you. Um, they can do calibration and things like
1: that in your. Well, yeah. would they would they come to another shop, or would they go to the consumer's? Yeah, they. Home? they
0: no, they go to the shop. They have vans. They they have a a mobile setup that they use. Um, oh,
1: nice! That's you know, a,
0: and they have yeah. all the yeah, and they have all the equipment necessary. Um, and it's important for shop owners to know that because um, then you don't necessarily have to send that consumer off to someone else to do it.
1: No, they don't have to go um, back to the dealer. That you can keep the customer.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. Right. And that's a, that's what we're working on teaching people about is that and then eventually those that who have who who do have the room you know to convert the shop eventually uh however let me let me caveat that too dan because the other piece is that uh the manufacturers recognize that this is a problem so they are making it so that the sensors will self-calibrate um oh really we're not a hundred percent there yet yeah, so we're not 100% there yet, but we are we are getting to a point where sensors will be able to self-calibrate. Now, what that's going to require from the shop owner is to realize they have a vehicle that's out of calibration, or we're teaching them how to do that and how to recognize that. And in order to calibrate the car, it requires a 45-minute test drive.
1: Um, 45 minutes? Think
0: about what that car is. Yeah. yeah, what that car is doing is it's 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 reading the road, it's reading the road signs, it's reading the stop signs and the stop lights. Uh, so we have to understand how all that works together. Um, so the tech should be able to recognize when that's not happening.
1: So you could go, you could do, you go out on a test drive. You could do your grocery shopping and go go, and go to the doctor's office and yeah. run all kinds of errands. Well, and, you know, it, that's funny.
0: Yeah, and you know, it, oftentimes today, a test drive for a shop is, let me hop in the car, I'll run it around the block, make sure everything's okay, and we'll get it back to the customer.
1: Right. Well,
0: you need to allow a little bit more time for that in the future.
1: Yeah, that's that's um, crazy. That's crazy. Well, listen, I, I tell you what, <laughs> we, we you're, this is a topic, I know you're passionate about it, and I love listening to it because you're educating me, and... Uh, Uh, I just want to tell you, I appreciate it. I'm I'm thrilled that you were here today. Do you have anything else you'd like to share about AAA? Anything about uh, AAA National that you'd like to put a plug-in on uh, or or just share about?
0: Yeah. You know, for for repair shops, um, you know, just watch for the communications, especially if you're an approved auto repair shop. Uh, That's why it's good to become a part of the organization. We we are working to provide our shops with the information and, you know, look for the information that we have. And, and I will plug, Dan, we do have a, um, a Tech Date Takes the Wheel event coming up. And this one's being put on by the Ohio Department of Transportation, the Ohio State University, um, and uh, Drive Ohio and Smart Columbus. Um, nice. And the title. Uh, th- the title of it is Creating a Workforce to Support Smart Mobility.
1: Nice. So that's um, big. And I'll Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I'll be speaking in that in that uh, in that particular event.
1: Is this a virtual um, event?
0: And it's uh it's a virtual event. It's November the fifth, twenty twenty, from ten to eleven AM. That's Eastern time. Wow, let
1: me know about it and I'll put and, it out on my uh, network too, Bob, if that's or if you want me to. I'll be happy to do that for you.
0: Yeah. I'll send you the flyer, Dan, so you can get the information out there. Yeah, I but, would like uh, that. This will really help. This will really help shop owners, you know, understand what needs to happen. Yes. Uh, and and the nice thing is it'll be recorded, so if somebody misses it, they can uh, they can grab the recording. No, I
1: think this is all fascinating stuff. You know, it's uh, you know, it's really you hear about this stuff, and then to to be talking with somebody that knows what they're talking about, and that it's it's really. Happening, you know, and and but just not just the fact that the technology is coming up, but all the ancillary. We didn't even get into talk about the the legal ramifications of all this stuff. You know, it's it could have a big impact <laughs> as as systems fail it or does. whatever. It's, Who do you go after? Yeah, you know, who's liable? The manufacturer, the technician, the manufacturer of the of the actual what is the warranty cover? You know, it's like, oh, aye, aye. <laughs> this is a second, this is another yeah, whole are, episode.
0: That's right. I, I think we could have a few, Dan, quite honestly. Yes. So yes. happy to do it anytime.
1: All right, buddy. I appreciate you and I. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend. We're going to, Uh, uh, Hit the pause button right now. I'll come back and we'll we'll wrap things up in in just one minute.
0: Malloy Sales Development turns companies into commitment-based operations and their employees into commitment-based people because commitment for human beings is the foundation for everything. And in business, it's mission critical. Because the only time commerce happens in any company is when commitments are exchanged internally among employees and externally with customers and vendors. Visit us at www.molloysales.com.
1: Wow, my head is spinning. I can't believe all the things Bob is talking about, you know, the uh, ADAS and, the, you know, the driverless cars and driverless trucks and the, just the technology is just absolutely Absolutely insane, and uh, I don't know how I feel about <laughs> getting in a car when I'm not in control of it. You know, I don't know. That's a bridge we'll have to cross at some other point. But listen, I just want to – I really – Bob is a great guy, great friend, and uh, uh, my company uh, does business with, with uh, AAA Club Alliance. Uh, we're providing a, a, a whole bunch of service. We have a program that we're rolling out with them, so uh, I work with him on that. Uh, find out more about MalloySales.com by going to MalloySales.com and you'll find out more about Malloy Sales Development. That's what I wanted to say. Go to MalloySales.com to find out about Malloy Sales Development. Okay, folks? Well, listen, have a great weekend and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Ciao.